Today on the newscast is the relationship between Israel and Russia headed for difficult days thanks to Syria. We've seen this day coming for a while. Get all the breaking details next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. A very interesting and troubling report this weekend from an Arab media source, Ashark al-Assad, which is a London-based Arabic daily, reported that Russia is, quote, losing patience or running out of patience with Israeli strikes inside Syria. Now, let's review the situation real quick because this has major ramifications for the Middle East if true. Over the past few years, Israel has increasingly been carrying out more and more airstrikes against Iranian and Hezbollah assets inside Syria. Remember, Russia, since 2015, also has a large military presence inside Syria. And oh, by the way, Russia is aligned with Iran, the Assad regime of Syria, and Hezbollah inside that country at Israel's doorstep. Nevertheless, Israel has been negating Iran's attempts to supply Hezbollah with advanced weaponry. Basically, folks, Iran has used Syria as a transit point for, in particular, precision-guided missiles, or PGMs for short. They do exactly what their name says. They hit the target with great precision. Iran would love to supply its most lethal proxy, Hezbollah, with those very PGMs, at Israel's doorstep. So you have two things here. Number one, the possibility of Hezbollah, which already has at least 150,000 rockets and missiles pointed at every inch of Israel from its base in southern Lebanon. And you also have Iran attempting to entrench itself on the Israel-Syria border along the Golan Heights. The combination of Iranian entrenchment and Hezbollah PGMs is a red line for Israel to say the least. So Israel wisely has been striking those weapons shipments and arms depots belonging to Iran, Hezbollah, and their various radical allies inside Syria. Now, this has all worked over the past few years and helped to push Iran and Hezbollah back, in a sense, uh, because Russia has not intervened. Again, look, Iran and Hezbollah, they have been shoulder to shoulder with Russian forces on the battlefields since September 2015, when Russia entered that country and folks basically bailed the Assad regime out. Assad was on the ropes. Qasem Soleimani, the not so dearly departed Iranian terror master, actually made two trips to Moscow to lobby Russia, please get involved and help us out. So Russia enters Syria, helps bail Assad out. He essentially prevails in that Syrian civil war. And yet, Israel continues to carry out strikes, targeting not only Iran and Hezbollah, but at times uh, Assad regime forces as well inside that country. Russia has not been happy about this. They have scolded Israel time and time again. Uh, But Israel has had an interesting understanding of sorts with Russia, under Prime Minister Netanyahu at least, where Netanyahu several times flew to Moscow and met face-to-face with Vladimir Putin. So that seemed to stave off any major tensions. Although in September 2018, we had a major incident where Syrian anti-aircraft missiles shot down a Russian plane, a plane filled with Russian soldiers. 
uh, after Israel carried out strikes in Syria. Russia blamed Israel for that, so that was obviously a very tense moment. All of that brings us up to today and this report over the weekend in Arabic media. Russia running out of patience with Israel over Syria and what Russia intends to do reportedly to that end is to supply the Assad regime with stronger uh, anti-aircraft defense systems and defense capabilities to shoot down uh, potentially even Israeli fighter jets or Israeli missiles that are launched from those jets. A top Russian military official said over the weekend that that's exactly what happened over the past few days during a July 19th strike that we reported on here in the newscast last week in the city of Homs. According to this top Russian military official, a Syrian air defenses shot down seven of the eight missiles that were launched by Israeli fighter jets. There were also reports this weekend of some events around Damascus, the Syrian capital, and uh, these Russian supply defense systems having success uh, against Israeli strikes there as well. Sometimes, folks, it's hard to sort through the various conflicting media reports we get out of the Middle East, but this is the story that Russia is sticking to at least. They're saying that already their decision, Russia's reported decision to uh, up the air defenses of the Syrian regime of Bashar al-Assad is for them bearing fruit and kind of warding off these Israeli attacks. Uh, what does Israel do here? How will Israel respond in the short term? Again, there has been this understanding over the past few years between the Israeli and Russian governments. But two things to remember here. Number one, Benjamin Netanyahu, who had that strong relationship with Vladimir Putin, is no longer in office. Russia reportedly, after its meetings with Biden administration officials last month, got the impression that the Biden White House was also not very happy with those Israeli strikes inside Syria. So I suppose Russia took this as a green light of sorts to take a stronger stance against Israel over Syria. Folks, needless to say, this would not have happened under President Trump. The Russian regime and every other regime in the region knew where the Trump White House stood vis-a-vis -vis Israel and that it would back Israel. Now Russia is basically suggesting, it seems, about shutting off Syrian airspace to Israel. If you remember a few years ago, Russia promised Israel that it would seek to push or prevent Iran from establishing that beachhead on the Golan, on the Israel-Syria border. Russia said, look, we'll keep them many, many miles back from the border, meaning Iranian forces. Well, Russia did not keep up to its end of the bargain. Surprise, surprise. And we have seen continued and concerted efforts by Iran and, again, its most lethal proxy, Hezbollah, to establish that foothold on the Israel-Syria border. Again, red line for Israel. This has left Israel and Iran on a collision course in Syria. But folks, to me, this was predictable. I mentioned this at the top. We've seen this day coming, right? Look, Russia entered Syria in September 2015, and I said at the time, and it has proven to be true, Russia is there to stay. They are back in the Middle East, they are in Syria, and they are not going anywhere. This is about flexing muscle again and projecting power on a global scale. And if you want to be a global powerhouse, it seems that you need some sort of presence in the world's most strategic and important region, 
the Middle East. That's exactly what Russia has right now. Essentially, Russia has openly aligned itself with Israel's greatest enemies, arguably three of Israel's greatest enemies, if not its greatest enemies anywhere, the Iranian regime, Hezbollah, and the Assad regime. These are Russia's guys inside Syria. So no one watching this newscast or watching these events unfold should be surprised about that. And I asked this months ago right here on the newscast, how long is Russia going to sit back and allow Israel to essentially operate with impunity inside Syria? And how long will Russia watch as its good friends, the Assad regime, the Iranian regime, continue to take black eyes inside that country while Russian forces are right there inside Syria. Folks, to me, this was not hard to see for a few years now that this day was coming. If it is indeed here, and these reports over the weekend out of Arabic media uh, are accurate, and I believe there's a very good chance they are, and if you look at this from the prophetic perspective, Ezekiel 38 and 39, the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38 and 39. I know we all have different prophetic interpretations, but it seems to me pretty clear that that country that will come from the uttermost north of Israel, laid out in Ezekiel 38 and 39, could indeed be Russia aligning itself with Persia, which is modern-day Iran, and perhaps Turkey as well. And we see that alliance Turkey, Iran, Russia, look, these countries, folks, have been at each other's throats for centuries, and now, all of a sudden, we have the leaders of these three countries meeting fairly regularly and having a pretty cozy relationship these days and very hostile towards the West. We know Iran and Turkey hostile towards Israel, and we will see what happens with the Russia-Israel relationship as well. A few commenters pointed out that uh, there are many Russian-speaking citizens of Israel. That is indeed true, at least one million, I believe, especially in the early 90s after the wall fell and after communism collapsed. Many came to Israel. Uh, is that a consideration for Russia? Who knows? But we're about to find out, I believe, in the days and months to come. Is this going to escalate in Syria? Because Israel is saying, hey, we are going to act to defend our nation. If Iran is trying to transit weapons that threaten our existence right into Syria at our doorstep, we're not going to stand for it. What's Russia going to say about that? Did we have an inkling over the past few days? Stay tuned. We know we'll be staying tuned right here on the Watchman Newscast and bringing you up-to-date breaking updates every single day right here on the newscast. And by the way, God still sits on the throne. He is sovereign over the situation, so do not fret. By the way, a quick programming note before we leave. This Wednesday, I believe it's July 28th, we are doing a live stream right here on YouTube on the Watchman Newscast. One hour from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, we will be coming to you live right here on our YouTube channel. We will also be doing a Q&A during the live stream. I will take your questions. Hey, I am pretty positive we'll discuss Russia and everything happening in terms of the War of Gog and Magog, Ezekiel 38 and 39, those prophetic issues as well. So bring some good questions this Wednesday, July 28th, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on our YouTube channel. Thanks so much for joining us today here on the newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, Never hold your peace.